0: Morning, 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 yes, we're back with another episode, uh, another rider, another episode. Today we have a lovely lady and I will allow her to introduce herself. We started a conversation, I will have to say, and in that conversation we started to talk about investing in Africa and uh, recovering from the slavery, the history of slavery and the after effects. And then we, it was going deep, so I had to pull over the car and get the mics out. And we're and a little bit of a legal driving, but we're we're here now and we're gonna have an interesting discussion. It's probably gonna be the full 21 minutes of the journey. So nice to have you here today.
1: Hi, that was so unexpected.
0: (laughs) Do you want to introduce yourself as in where you are, your history, where you come from?
1: Sure, so, well, my name is Telly. I'm ex sixth form lecturer, Uh, I'm a healer and uh, I'm very much interested in investing in Africa. Um, My children are mixed African. I'm from the Caribbean. Although I'm Caribbean, I I feel that Africa is home. Mm.
0: You know, what island are you from, Caribbean?
1: Right, so I was born and raised in France. However, my, my dad is from French Guiana, which is next to Brazil. And my mum is from Haiti. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And you know the history of both countries? French not so much. Uh, Haiti, yeah, I do. Okay. And I just want to mention, if you want to donate anything to support Haitian people, we have an, a charity called UHUK in London. UHUK. They have been supporting Haiti, and they're trying to um, collect donation and do some uh, charity work in Haiti for children, and also build a school uh, in Port-au-Prince.
0: Okay, that's so I had good. To mention. <laughs> now, just to jump in there, we were talking about the difference with the different cultures. Um, from obviously black American to black Caribbeans to the Carib- different like you've got French Caribbean you've got English Caribbean We're talking about the progression now you were giving me your reasons to why you feel the fr- black French cl- cl- um, Ex-slave countries, the colonial countries are slightly behind in being proud of themselves let's say, in compared to like the black Americans and let's say the black British who are destined from the Caribbean?
1: Well, um, obviously I am come from a, a country that's been colonized by the French. And I've been living here for over 20 years, so I can tell the difference. And I, I can, well, I've noticed that the way the uh, the, uh, the countries been colonized in f- by the French, anyways, were very suppressive, very dominative, very um, like for example, they would colonize a country, they would build like whatever, and then when they left, they took everything with them. However, with the British, I felt like they were they allow the country to to develop themselves, um, to be able to be self-sufficient and I think that's why the economy, the British um, colonised country, well, I don't know if I'm making sense but... No, oh, you are, I'm, I'm, I'm following you, so feel their, free to go their, on. Their economy is much better than those that's been colonised by the French. They're still behind, mm. and they make sure the French make sure that they have the foot down to stay behind. Mm-hmm. From what I know,
0: the French, when Haiti did the Haiti Revolution, yeah, and against um, obviously the slave owners, the French government, and their masters, um, it threw off the French economy that parts of America that was owned by the French had to be sold. Yeah, yeah, and to the, yeah. yeah, and uh, French also said, okay, you can have your freedom, but you need to pay us. Yes. And in paying us, all your natural resources must, we must get first dibs, first opportunity to mine them before any other country. And if we, and if you need money for those from those natural resources, you are only allowed twenty percent. Yeah. And that twenty percent it will be considered a loan and you pay us interest. Now that's even till this very second.
1: Well we've paid the debt. You we, paid we the have debt. Paid oh, it. oh you paid the debt? Okay. We, we've paid it and uh, Haiti's paid it as well? Well I'm talking about Haiti. Okay, okay, I'm just, uh, but there's always knew... something else. There's always mm. some loan things mm. like that. Mm.
0: Now with the but, British uh, embargo, with the British, from what I know, they they didn't leave. They didn't. They never really left. They still own most of the land. A lot of the land in the Caribbean. They still managed to entwine themselves. It's like South Africa and their independence from the apartheid. Forty percent of white people in South Africa are British. The British are the actual ones who formed the apartheid, and they still own the biggest mines not even the Afrikaners, it's the british mm. and the same thing is in jamaica and i have to speak on jamaica because that's where my heritage comes from in the sense of the whole slave trade and what i've noticed is that there's laws like you weren't allowed to build a new hospital not allowed not to build new places of education so therefore those things hold any country back now the chinese are moving in there and building oh, stuff worst. and the British are complaining they don't trust them. But I say, yes, we've got to be careful with the Chinese, but at least they're doing what you should have done. It's,
1: it's, it's another, it is another thing, this one, Go seriously, on. because I, I've got a friend that had projects in, in Nigeria and he needed some uh, a company to like dig up the oil yeah, Chinese would do it for cheaper, but what you have to give up for for that is like you are selling your soul. But can I? Put, <laughs> what,
0: what I'd say to that though, Jamaica, the Chinese came to Jamaica four times with an offer, and every time they told him to go away until the fourth offer was more reasonable, mm. in let's say more in Jamaica's interest, let's say. Well, we know many politicians around the world are, are corrupt, but they sent them away, where other countries are just took the first offer. So okay. if they have taken a bad deal, then I always put that on the country themselves, the president themselves, because you don't have to take that deal. You were doing okay, reasonably okay without them.
1: Well, it's, it depends on what they offer under the
0: table, you know what I mean? You know
1: Shankara?
0: No. Okay, Shankara,
1: he's French guy. He's
0: dead now. He's he was he's the president of, was it Mali? Yeah, you must oh, You must have, Okay. Oh, I'm not too much into politics, believe okay. me. Okay. Um, well, I'm, Shankara. I'm a big love person. <laughs> okay, he, he, he became president. Yeah. Um, I think it was Mali or some French speaking country in Africa and he said to the French, we don't need you and he talked people about national pride he had that national cleanup day things like that but what he also did he said we need infrastructure and we have a high percentage of unemployment and instead of getting ourselves into debt we've got the physical capability so he said we're going to build a railway track themselves and what they did they get, he got all the. All the people, all the women with their pots and pans, everybody who's able bird, the man and women and teenagers, and they all piled up the rocks and built the railway, the line themselves in four months. He made all the politicians buy cheap, affordable Russian cars. Yeah? Yeah. That weren't fancy, but just did the job.
1: Yeah.
0: And you didn't have any big entourage. Eventually the French killed him.
1: Look, the French is always in in the country, in it's still in Mali, I've got personal um, bond with that because I've got family that in the, that are in the military. Um, is is uh, I'm I'm scared that there will be a conflict within the African Union because of Mali. We need unity. Yeah. I want people to support Mali. I want, I want the African countries to support Mali because they're fighting for, their, for the corner. Mm-hmm. But it's everybody's corner, really. It's every African. Too. But then you could say the same for when Gaddafi... Gaddafi yeah. was trying to bring
0: a united currency for Africa to basically conquer the Western powers overnight.
1: And it's all about power. Who's going to have the power? They don't want Africa to move forward, but I I believe now, like I see my children now, I see my my daughter that wants to invest in Africa and it, it makes me glad because why would we make, well, why would we invest in a country that doesn't want us? I they was, don't want I, us I, I, here, but they, they want our money. It doesn't make sense. Oh, I see. We have mean. to be wiser now. Yeah. We have to be wiser. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. I hear you. What countries have you considered investing in and why?
1: Oh, it Obviously, it depends on my needs.
0: Yeah, I'm interested. We're and interested to hear. I
1: choose Togo because I've got, first of all, I've got like uh, people that I know there. Uh, First of all, I talked about Ghana. I went there, I loved it. Um, But the money, the economy, the the money is too much. (laughs) I'm like, where are they going?
0: (laughs) They're charging you high prices.
1: No, I mean, with Togo, I can do much more. Or if I go to Nigeria, I can do much more with my money. With a British pound, mm-hmm. honestly. So I thought, was the point to pay extra? I, I'm not the typical expat that just gonna go there and build a house and live there three months mm-hmm. every year, you know. Uh, I, I, I'm looking to like move there and live there and be self sufficient, um, have a farm something have my freedom that's what I want freedom um, so Togo for me was was good because the people they are very cool they quiet they they're very friendly the money you can do much more with your money compared to Ghana and um, well they speak French <laughs> so I speak French that's, that's, mm. that's fine with me Okay. Um, so, mm-hmm. if you
0: thought of what kind of business you'd be interested in? You said you're not just going to build a house and...
1: Um, well, I've not decided yet. I, obviously, for now, I just want to build something there, have a little farm, and then I'll think about business. But I'm a freelance anyways. I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm a healer. Uh, I do cancelling, I do, <laughs> I do many things, so I can uh, do that. I try to find like something to do remotely, so I don't have to be in the UK to do my job. I could, could do it in my garden, in Togo. So, yeah, that's what I'm looking to do. Okay, that's good, that's good. Mm-hmm. Do you...
0: Wish you had started this process earlier, and if so,
1: why? No, because you know it's the right time. I'm I'm not going to be like the wizard, (laughs) but I'm just saying like you have to learn lessons before you know before you can apply them. So I had to learn the lessons first. I lived my life in the city I lived in Paris, I lived in London now I'm done I'm getting, I'm trying to wind down and getting ready for retirement in quote. (laughs) What was life like for you in Paris? What do you mean? Well, what was life like for you as a black person in Paris? What was life like? Oh, I understood very clearly and very early That I wasn't wanted and I was not fitting as a black girl Uh, that's the reason why at the age of 19 I decided to come come to London and live there so I meet a lot of black
0: people from France or French speaking countries and I always ask them why didn't you go to France and they say no you know what they say that London's better and I don't just say this is a patriot for London but they just say London's better and it's more acceptable and there's more job opportunities
1: look I wanted to be an accountant Um, as a black girl my opportunity in France would probably work at the post office or be a nurse which I didn't (laughs) want Um, I wanted to be an accountant and then I realized that the opportunities were not the same but not equal and I I didn't uh, when I had the opportunity of coming to London I I just jumped on it and actually I I was glad to have had made that decision because it was the best decision ever Mm -hmm. and I achieved my, my degree in accounting and finance and Started training, doing my ACCA and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that's good. That's good. You spoke about moving to Africa. Mm-hmm. What does the future hold for you in the sense of when you're going to move? Uh, you want me to divulge all my plans? Oh <laughs> no! This is, I know. It's, just, it's putting your money where your mouth is. You're telling us when you're going to be doing something.
1: Uh no, 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 I'm not proving nothing to nobody. Okay, that's to the yourself. this is to yourself. Oh n- not even I'm giving myself a plan B, but um because I don't want to be stressed in any ways. I know it's gonna happen. I'm giving obviously I've got a time scale. I'm like I'm thinking, okay, uh, three years, I'm out, but you never know. It could be my health feeling, it could be anything, like, you never know. Okay. But I'm giving myself three years.
0: Okay, that's good, that's good. Mm. And you've broken that three years down into action plans.
1: Yeah, so I've got small goals, so I'm travelling. I I missed the travel uh, last month, so I'm going to travel in September, and then uh, pick a land, and... uh, you know, from now we see. Okay. Mm.
0: Well, thanks a lot for that. And we wish you well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I hope you like that little episode about investing in Africa and why people invest in Africa and why they leave certain European countries and insist on going home. There's also due diligence and a number of other things. For more episodes, please subscribe and like, and share. Have a nice day. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day, as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.